Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Show with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. In today's episode, Victor shares his message from a recent memorial service for a dear friend's son. Victor addresses head-on the things that make us feel uncomfortable and awkward to talk about. In this case, the untimely and tragic death of a beloved young man. We want justice and maybe even revenge. But Victor shares the cautionary tale of Cain and Abel and notes that we must not give in to these feelings. He reminds us that God is sovereign and can redeem even the worst of sins and situations if we let Him. Don't miss this powerful message of healing and hope amid suffering. So let's dive in to today's show. Well, I'm privileged to bring the closing remarks and message for today. Thank you, J.N., for letting me have the opportunity for this. Um, um, so I'll speak direct about some of the things that make us all feel awkward. It's wrong. He shouldn't be dead. I'm comfortable with conflict and death and killing, probably because of the work that we do. I've been to Iraq or Syria 15 times, currently prepping to go back next month. And this, this pains me. Um, our children and the Savards and Jordan and the Galvins, you know, this was our, our one time to, to connect at a level that never stopped. And uh, Lompoc's weird. I'll just tell you right now, this, if you're honest with yourself, this is an odd little town. <clears throat> it's like what movies should be made of. And, uh, and yet we married into it. So it just keeps bringing us back. But I was the, uh, the karate instructor. Again, the one comfortable. Uh, comfortable with violence and all that. So my ministry ended up being, you know, I wasn't good at pastoring. Uh, I got run off from that. But we, uh, we found a place of connectivity, rescuing and reaching girls and kids from ISIS overseas. Still do it. Uh, we actually have a house there. So if you ever want to come visit us, come on. And housing is cheap. But this, this death, one, it's, uh, we've celebrated, we've laughed, we've cried. Uh, today, it's, it's, it's mixed emotions uh, for, for many of us because, uh, you know, the obvious thing, I, I, I would say he's just too young to die, 34. And yet, um, Jesus died. At 33, Jordan was killed, and yet so was Jesus. You know, it's a it's a hard thing to to come here and bury a dear friend, Jerry, and it's harder. 
come back for his son. So I say what most people feel uncomfortable saying, but you think. And it's okay to feel that way. It's normal. Because God, in his sovereignty, in his, I don't know how he does it, but he redeems everything. The evil one means for the worst. And some of you are nodding your head because you've seen it in your own life. And God will redeem this as well. You know, has anybody thought of the story of Cain and Abel? I did. It was the first thing I thought of biblically. I said, man, there are similarities. If you don't know the story, Cain and Abel were brothers, sons of Adam and Eve. That's their first family. And talk about dysfunction. One kills the other. And, uh, you know, the tragedy of it is both, both brothers offered gifts to God, and uh, the reality is Cain came in in second place, really, not because of what he offered, but because of what God knew his heart. And God warned Cain. And I'll read the scripture. It all makes sense in a little bit. But the Lord says he respected Genesis 4. He respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. Therefore, Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you don't do well, then sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. So the... If you think about it, the incident that manifest was was that it was it was an issue of anger, and God didn't He didn't get after Cain for his moment of anger. He got after him and He warned him because He was always angry. Are you always angry? Decisions you made in your life really based out of anger that you're not willing to let loose. I've been angry, and the Bible says that you can be angry and actually don't sin. So I think there's a place for anger. But Cain, his anger actually wasn't after his brother. It was at God. And I think a lot of hearts these days, if we're honest, we're angry at God. Because in our mind, he's felt us or things have happened and, and then all of a sudden you transfer that anger to other people even doing the work that we do overseas I've, I got so angry at ISIS because of a young man not younger than younger than Jordan was killed and he was on my team and he was a, he was, he was a sweetheart like Jordan and uh, he just wanted to do what was right. And he was, he was shot and killed on a mission rescuing a girl. And the girl lived, and he didn't. And another team member that was grabbing Shaheen was shot eight times rescuing Shaheen. And yet, he lived. 
Shaheen was shot once. I, I can't explain and I won't dare to, to understand the sovereignty of God. But I know Jordan's death, just like Shaheen's, should not go for anything. We're here because of him. Look at us. How many things will get us all together to remember him and then to focus our attention on God? There's no doubt in my mind some of you sitting here are not close with the Lord right now. You've let sin get next to you and its desires to overtake you. And yet, you're mad at God. And the Lord's saying, don't be mad at me. Accept my love. Receive my forgiveness. So we talk about forgiveness. You know, what's interesting about Cain, in the second part of it, Cain actually repented. He said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you've driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I'll be a fugitive, a vagabond on the earth, and it will happen that anyone who finds me will seek to revenge and kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. That's the Lord's way of forgiving a man and telling everybody else, don't touch him. It's a hard thing. Again, in our ministry, we, we happen upon a, a large group of Christians that lived right outside of Mosul, and they were persecuted and fled. And when we found them, you know the thing the Lord put on my heart? They lost everything because of ISIS. We gathered them all up. I told them, we're going to have a little Bible study because we're Christians. We're going to get you out of this country real quick. And we're going to protect y'all. But you need to forgive ISIS. Boy, they got enraged with me real quick. So I didn't take up an offering. <laughs> wrong timing. <laughs> and I, I talked about that's Jesus' command. We're to forgive our enemies. And my exhortation to all of us is, we need to forgive the young man that killed Jordan. I know what it's like to kill a man. I know what it's like to make people go away. And I know this unforgiveness in a person's heart, it'll turn you hard. You need to be tough in this world, but don't let unforgiveness make you hard. We're not meant to be that way. It may be one of the things that led to this. And if unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping it kills the person you're hating, but all it's gonna do is destroy you. 
and Jan and Julian. I don't know how y'all do it. Apart from the grace of God. You're sitting next to a man you're married to whose son shot and killed your son. Y'all don't think that's crazy making right there? That fact should cause everyone, every time you think about them, to pray for them. To lift them up. Because one of the most powerful testimonies that can happen is they stay together and glorify God and love each other. Does that make sense? That's everybody's for y'all. Everybody is here for y'all. And you know what? I personally hate the devil. I've seen him up close and personal, manifest through people. And you know what? We cannot let him have victory through this. Do you understand? Cannot. Satan is alive and well, but so is Jesus. I prayed for a lady in Mosul. I thought she was going to, her and her husband was going to explode a vehicle on us. They drove up and he jumped out and said, help my wife, her mind. And I thought that car's got, that's a V-bed, that's got explosives in it. I'm not going up there. And we're missionaries and we love the Lord, but we carry grenades and AKs. Is that all right? I'm not as courageous as some spiritual giants. So pop and I was like I said Lord what do you want me to do he said go to her I said oh man and at a certain point I went from shaky knees to a stride because I knew I was in the blast radius so I didn't care I said I I won't feel nothing anyway right now and then this woman had her, her mind it was all broken apart she was three constant thoughts to kill herself drown herself burn herself cut herself and her face was burnt. I have pictures of it. And I told the husband, I said, I'm sure she has some post-traumatic stress from ISIS invading your village. But I think what's going on right now is this woman is suffering from demonic oppression. And I only have one way to get rid of it in a person's life. It's through the person of Jesus Christ. Can I pray for your wife in Jesus' name? And immediately she said, is Jesus still alive? Just like that. With, I mean, it was so sincere. I was like, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what I've been reading, and that's what Mark Galvin said. I, all his messages, I hope he's not wrong. And I literally was like, oh, my gosh. It was so pure. I said, yeah, he's alive. Watch what he can do to the demonic. And I prayed. Worst prayer you ever heard, because actually while I'm praying, I'm thinking, you don't have those darts from the enemy. Oh, as soon as I say amen, the husband's going to clack off or, you know, the, we're going to be gone. Before I even finished praying, she started yelling, my mind, my mind, my mind is together. It, the voices are gone. The voices are gone. And y'all, this was a Muslim lady who, there's no doubt in my mind, went back to her village telling people Jesus is still alive. He is still alive, and he healed my mind. And you know what? That's where the battlefield is. The battlefield is in your mind and my mind. And we only lose when we believe the lies of the enemy. Satan, he came here. He's known as the father of lies, not the father of evil, not the father of death, but lies. 
Because his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And that battlefield, it is in your mind. And the war we're fighting is forever real. And I would say this. Use the word of God to defend your mind. Stop believing what this world is pulling you toward. And stop believing even self-vows you've made in your own mind. I'm not good enough. I'm the worst. I'll never be. I'll always know. You have to look at scriptures and say, well, what does God say about me? Who am I? Well, the Bible says I'm more than an overcomer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm a new creature in Christ. All the old things are passed away. That's life. That's living. And Jordan knew it. That's why his final time on this earth, he said, I just want to be a light. That's a man, and, and I believe this on my heart. Maybe it's because of the years of karate and beating on children. <laughs> but you find out what they're made out of. I, I believe this on my heart. At the moment of the shooting, I don't think he was afraid. I know he wasn't. And although many lives have been affected, we need to... Glorify God through this. And you know what? Let justice happen. Let our legal system do what's just and right. But none of us here, God hadn't called you to seek revenge in your heart or otherwise. Do you understand? Just like Cain and Abel, you let God take care of that. What he's called us to do is to be a light in this world of darkness. And when we remember Jordan... Let's remember the truth. He's in heaven. And he was so sure about going to heaven because I believe he knew hell was real because he had seen, he had seen glimpses of hell. And some of you have too. With the enemy trying to destroy your life or mine. Hey, Lompokians and those of you who've come from other places, don't forget we're in a war. It's just not overseas. There's a war for the souls of men and women and children. And I just say, fight. Fight. Don't be passive. Don't forget. Don't be apathetic. If you sin and you, you think, oh, man, oh, no, uh, I'm, I'm too far away. No, you're not. No, you're not. I want to pray. Christian, would you come up here and use your gift? But I want to pray because it honors God. And if Jordan was here, he'd want to make sure everybody's right with the Lord. Do y'all believe that? He would. And there's people watching on the Internet uh, or, or maybe later that you may need to get right with the Lord too. All I'm saying is don't leave here today. Don't leave here today without having a right relationship with God. If you far from him, come back to him. If you've never known him, surrender your life. What, what do you have to lose but the burden of sin, the oppression of wickedness, and you get the hope of heaven? My gosh, that's a pretty good deal. So I'm going to pray, all right? I'll pray in honesty to God, and, and, and you be honest with him and yourself right now. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you that you have Jordan 
and you have his dad and his grandfather. And Lord, you said that you go to prepare a place for us. And obviously Jordan's place was prepared. You completed the work and you called him. We certainly don't like the circumstances by which you called him, but that ain't our business, it's yours, Lord, and we leave it up to you. God, I pray if there's anyone here that is away from you and needs to come back, oh Lord, they just need to surrender their life to you and trust you. I pray, God, you speak to their heart by the power of your Holy Spirit. You move on them right now. And God, I pray if there's any Christian that knows you're calling them to get into the battle and to fight harder, Lord, and to sacrifice and to risk, Lord, for your glory and for a better purpose in their life, God, I pray, I pray they would respond today. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, this is the question. If God is speaking to you on any one of those areas, I want to know because I just want to pray for you. If that's you, would you lift your hand real high so I can see who you are, and I'll just pray. God bless you and you and you and you and you. Anyone else? You go, I know God's drawing me, and I want to respond to him. I'm not going to call you forward or nothing, but this is an opportunity. God bless you. I see you. Who else? Man, let's redeem Jordan's life today and the rest of our days. Because we don't know. If we all met here a year from now, we don't know who'd be, who'd be here. You might be called home. Boy, I thought Jordan left too soon. I, I could have thought of a couple of people even here that I would have offered up to go a little bit sooner. But we don't know. I might not make it back from Iraq. And it won't be a mistake. It'll be God's will because I followed him. Anybody else here, you say, Victor, pray for me. I know God's dealing with me in one of these areas. Lift your hand up and put it down. And I'll pray for you. God bless you. And God bless you and you. Good. There may be you watching right now. God bless you. You respond at home because God sees your hand. And more importantly, he sees your heart. And Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, I pray for every person that has indicated their need to come to you, to surrender their life, to come back, Lord, or to get into the fight and battle, Lord, to become a disciple of yours, and to live their life for a purpose and a mission. I pray, God, you would grant them that desire of their heart because it's your heart. Lord, I pray your precious blood would wash them clean. I pray your Holy Spirit would fill them afresh and anew. And God, we pray for fruit that will last out of this meeting and out of this service that will be watched later on, God, and out of just the explosion of your spirit in a new and mighty way right here, starting in Lompoc, but God trickling all the way down to the other most parts of this world. So we love you, God, and we thank you that you, Father, love us, and you loved us first, so we can only respond in kind. And Lord, I'll say this, 
and close them. For those that aren't ready to accept you, maybe they're angry at you, I pray you break them. I pray you break them with such love, just like me. It was the one thing I couldn't resist, the violence of your love that broke my heart because you pursued me and wouldn't let me go. So we love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, may the name of the Lord be praised forever and ever. And that's the first thing I said and thought of when I heard of Jordan's passing. And, and I actually looked on my Instagram. I always look to go, what was the last thing Jordan communicated to me? And he said, your stories inspire me. I love you. And I, my last words to him was, I love you too, Jordan. Let's let that love continue. It's because of God and the grace of God. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 